On this episode of Jaded Wrestling, we're trapped inside a glass case of emotion. I mean, steel cage. Hold one! On down! Hi, I'm Will. I'm Taylor. And welcome back to another episode of Jaded Wrestling. So this week we are watching Lockdown 2010 from TNA because as you could tell, I'm really milking my TNA Impact Plus subscription. He just loves steel cages. I mean, who doesn't? Everyone always complains, you know, you have a gimmick if you wear it out. Give me more. Not every match is even in a steel cage room. This much steel cages though? You need this much of them? At least they varied up the matches. Like you're, you're right. It wasn't all the same steel cage match. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. And to be honest, I wasn't like ah steel cages at the end of it either. So I can definitely verify that. But anyway, I did enjoy it, and I watched it at double speed this week, which was fucking awesome. Because work has been stupid fucking crazy for me this week. Yeah, you should have watched it slow time. I Next mean, week, I'm gonna make you watch a full three hours of wrestling mandated. But dude, Kevin Nash looks so good for the first time in years because I had him at double speed. Fuck Kevin Nash. He wrestles so slow that it looked like he was just working at normal pace. Big sexy can get the big hands. Yeah, boy. He And by uh, big hands I mean my tiny girlish fist. He looked like he should be mowing a lawn instead of wrestling. God I hate him. Uh but so yeah, lockdown two thousand ten. It is a crazy fucking pay-per-view. So yeah, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. And our first steel cage match of the night is going to be RVD versus James Storm. Before James Storm can even get in the cage, RVD starts fucking him up outside the ring. Every time I watch James Storm, I get a new respect for him. He is such a good wrestler. And he never gets any talk about. I mean, people do recognize who actually know him, but there's so many people who don't know the love of James Storm. But like we talked about a couple weeks ago, he's only been uh, in... WWE once and for a lot of people WWE is all they know yeah so they never got exposed to James Storm but you watch TNA you get so much great wrestling back in the day it kind of makes me like him more that there was such a loyalty to TNA from him oh yeah being as talented as he is and he's still in TNA to this day he popped up at uh, Pound for Glory a few weeks back I haven't seen him since though so I think he's probably semi-retired. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just with like how a violent he was. Like I'm sure that it doesn't make for very uh, a clean bill of health, if you will. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, he drinks so much when he wrestled. Yeah, he also was there's glass all the time everywhere, so I'm sure he's been hit by a stray. I like to think that James Storm actually was drinking too, that it wasn't a fake beer. Like, homie was just pounding those boys. Yeah, for sure. I think at some of the times though, like when he's walking to the ring. It's weird to watch him, like, because you can see him in, like, the side angles, and he's, like, walking and sipping, walking and sipping, walking and sipping, and it's just weird to watch him, like, I'm going to finish this beer before I start to finish this. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll I talk about it later, but it, his priorities seem to be just finishing that beer, not actually getting out to the ring <laughs> in the main event. But we're at the beginning of this pay-per-view, so we're just going to talk about this match, and RVD bleeding everywhere. Oh, man. What a gash. Yeah, I mean, this was Did he hit him first... on the stair, stair step? Is that what it was? I don't even know. I think it was just on the cage. No, right? I think he got him on like a steel, steel stair step or something. Well, yeah, but he was bleeding real bad. Um, and not to mention, he got beer in his face. So, you know, having blood and beer in your face. Did he spit it in his face or did he throw it in his face? Because <laughs> I feel like James Storm was just spitting beer everywhere. Yeah, no, James Storm spit it. And like, nobody needs that. Like, blood's bad enough. Then you had some like gross secondhand spit beer. Nobody's got time for that shit. You know, and don't know what the hell has been in James Storm's mouth either. Uh, I don't want to know either. Sure, it's a lot of tobacco. A lot. <laughs> he's, he's dipping when he's walking to the ring, too. <laughs> Gross. Imagine loves... what that spit tastes like. Oh, man. That sounds like a great old time. Like a slug's belly. <sighs> Boy, sludge <laughs> fast. Uh, so, yeah. This match was a bloodbath, though. But that's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout this pay-per-view. There was a lot of blood in this. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it until just now, but damn. A lot of fucking blood. 
But, you know. Rob's was by far the worst, though, because he... I don't even think so. There was a lot of bloody. There was a couple matches where both people were bleeding, too. Well, not. I think that his was just deep. That's what I mean. Like, it's really deep. And even later on, when we see him again, it's still there and it says it still hasn't stopped. No, so. I think he had got re injured again. Well, as soon as he got out there, it started bleeding again and it was like the same cut. And this time it looked way worse when he came back out. So, oh, yeah, because you re aggravate it. Yeah, for sure. But RVD wins this first match when he hits a five star frog splash for the win over Storm. My man. But I R- like both of them. To be honest, though, you know what annoys me about RVD and TNA? I hate to do this because I love RVD. But it's he's milking the pointing and saying his name thing. Oh, so much. Every time he does a move, he goes, Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam. And it's just like, calm down, dude. But it's not even that on top of that. It's his theme song. It's like his whole life. And then whenever someone talks about him, they don't even call him Rob Van Dam. They call him the whole effing show. Yeah. So it's like this whole world is brainwashed just to call him the whole effing show. And it's like... Okay, can he not use Rob Van Dam? You know what I've never noticed about him? That he shaves the underside of his hair. Oh, yeah. He I've never does. noticed. I know he does because I I knew that. But for some reason, I've never looked at the back of his head like that. So this <laughs> whole time, I was like, damn, that boy's got a fresh shave. Yeah, no, he's just a middle-aged uh, stoner dad. He's like your epitome of what you'd think of like a stoner dad listening to like the Grateful Dead or something like that who wears karate pants. At one point, they showed like a crowd dude that did the exact same thing to his hair. And I was like... Crazy for your dedication, bro, but good job. They're starting trends, man. <laughs> Just like that guy who got AJ Styles' kid's birthdays tattooed on him. What a weirdo. That is really weird. you know who's also a weirdo? Hulk fucking Hogan. Yeah. Because we move on to that promo. Dude, he is the whiningest mom I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's just sitting around like, oh, my team and win. I'm a muscly guy and my face looks like a bullfrog's belly. Ooh. My team already sucks and not to mention all the bad guys are beating them up. Ooh. They can't defend themselves because they're not grown ass men. I'm a racist. I suck. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> like, maybe if we went back and watched some of the old school matches, I may be able to respect it. But holy shit. This is like a superhero that's not super. You know, like, you know, he reminds me of like, like Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man. <laughs> he's not even Mermaid, you know what I mean? He's not even them. He's the worst traits of both of them combined. <laughs> he's just old. <laughs> I, the thing is, I don't want to like Hulk Hogan. So it's like, I think going into that, you know, I'm like, oh man. With Rick, it's sucks. a different story because I consider Rick to be like a top five ever. Oh, yeah, I love Rick. So it's different, you know what I mean? And he'll still take a shot and still bleed all over the place. And he doesn't need to knock people out with one punch. But, you know, we talked about it on He's on not Wednesday. mythical. Everything he does is work. It seems like Hulk Hogan is like a mythical unicorn. He just comes in and one punches everybody. And it's just like, ugh. And he likes to pretend like he's not out of his prime. And he wants to just... He wants to be the guy who controls everything. And he's like, oh, because I'm a veteran, I have the most say. No one fucking asked you, bro. No, you don't have the most say. And yeah, he just comes and cuts a whiny bitch promo. Yeah, it's annoying for sure. And he does. He looks awful, to be honest. Like, super, super old. I can't believe that this was 10 years ago. Yeah, it, it looks like it was like two years ago. He looks horrendously bad. Somebody get Like the- a big bag, a big leather handbag that's been left out in the rain. Where do I get one? You want a Hulk Hogan bag? He looks like a thrift store. Bro, you could go to Clearwater and get a Hulk Hogan bag right now. He sits in his shop all day long. Oh, my fucking God. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. See, she said, she literally said, I moved here. I went in there. She said he's here once a week, randomly. Yeah, but he doesn't sit in his shop all day. He probably rolls in to get some free merch that some girl he's trying to hit on, and then he goes and, like, plows her. Man, damn. That's poor Hulk Hogan. Now I feel bad for him. <laughs> that made me sad, bro. He's just out there plowing randos. He didn't even have a woman to love. Him? He goes home to an empty bed. I mean, probably not. He's Damn. probably in an affair. Damn. Or multiple affairs. No, not Hulk Hogan. He can't even get it up now. Oh, dude, you don't even know. All those, you getting your dick hard that many times. I think there's a limit. The sex tape thing, though? Yeah, I think, but there, I think there's a limit, like, on pills? how many times your dick will get hard, even with pills. I think this definitely went down a road I did not want to go. Because you didn't I want never... to talk about Hulk Hogan's penis? <laughs> I, that was not in my plans While we're on the, the subject, do you think he has a big dick? Not going to answer that. <laughs> Just not going to answer Come that. Come on, bro, you have to. Gun to your head. 
Big dick energy or not big dick energy? He's got little dick energy. He does? You think because he has to get over all the time? <laughs> he has that. I brought it back for you. He has an inferiority complex. <laughs> and that's why, because it's small wiener. That's why he has to get over every time he wrestles. So about that escape match. <laughs> I brought it back to wrestling. You, you did, but how did you feel about this sex match? Honestly, bro, this is the annoying part. When they're, when they're together, they're annoying. What do you mean? Like, when he's by himself, he showcases himself so well. But when he's with Alex Shelley, it's like they suck and they annoy me. So what I didn't understand about this match is, like, I get that they're a tag team, but why the fuck were they both in the match? It's like an everyone man for themselves type situation. Right. So they're competing against each other, and ultimately them teaming up against the other two guys got them in a world of hell. I don't know. This was a sick little finish, though. It was a surprise, I guess. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to say, I probably knew this in the back of my head. I completely fucking forgot Brian Kendrick was in TNA. i never seen him wrestle before. Oh, man. What? You've never seen Brian Kendrick wrestle before? I feel like we watched him on one of these older pay-per-views. He used to wrestle with Paul London. Uh, they were flippy do guys. Okay, that makes like, sense. Like, I'm like 99.9% sure we've talked about them before on this podcast. It skips my mind, man. How fucking dare you, Taylor? Uh, so, yeah, like I said, Murder City Machine Gun, like, team up, but it ends up coming to bite them in the ass when Brian Kendrick and Homicide... It was a sick little spot, too. Oh, the yeah. High kick. So we're not going to spend too much time on this match, but Brian Kendrick and Homicide were getting Alex Shelley up on the turnbuckle, and then Homicide sees that Brian Kendrick has like got it on his own, so he's like, cool, he's not paying attention. Uh, Chris Sabian's knocked the fuck out. I'm going to just yeet myself up this steel cage and does just that. And like, as soon as Brian Kendrick realizes it, Homie tries to chase him up, and both of them fall out. Homicide just getting down to the floor first yeah. and winning a spot in the match to come for the vacant X Division title. Too much homicide in this pay-per-view. Dude, he's a pretty good wrestler. I don't have an issue with him. It's not a thing. I don't dislike him. Don't let me say that first. It's not like, fuck homicide. You know what I mean? Like, he's fine. It's just like, I don't need to see him wrestle more than once. No, I get that. The problem I think it is is like the people that he's putting put in matches with have a much faster pace than him so even though he's actually a pretty good wrestler and trust me when it was double speed he looked a lot better when it when his tag team partner hernandez i Her watched that guy wrestle yeah hernandez twice. is definitely the better one in that tag team right but i mean you have a bunch of people who were involved in lax that were really fucking good. yeah so this is going to be a new little thing i want to start doing uh let's go ahead and rebook how Let's rebook this match. Like, okay. how would you finish the match? Because I honestly thought that was pretty lame. Just that, you I thought it, that was a lame ending? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Um, well, we obviously can't let Dickhead 1 and Dickhead 2 win. Which yeah. is... Uh, Your boys. Yeah, well, one of them's my boy. I do not like Alex Shelley. Let's be clear. No, you love Alex Shelley. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, Brian Kendrick's getting a dub. How would you uh, give him the dub? So the only way out is to climb the cage, right? Yeah. There's no doors in this one? Uh, no, the doors are there the whole time. But you can't get out the door? Yeah. You can or you can't? Yeah, I think the uh, cage is locked. Okay. I don't know. Um, maybe, I don't know. You give him the big move, maybe you give him the dub too. He'd have to find a way to get rid of Hernandez though. I think it would have been cooler if you uh, had, you know, basically turned it into a tag team match. Hernandez and Brian Kendrick more so or team up and it's not like they just help each other out for like 30 seconds and homie leaves like you have them battling it out against the Motor City Machine Guns and it comes to a point where you know you have a moment where all four men are on the top of the like cell and they're duking it out you know you have Brian Kendrick get punched in the head and then he falls down and everyone's like oh no and then he wins the match you know what I mean yeah like I feel like that would have been a little bit cooler instead of just having homie like run it I feel like why didn't Alex Shelley stop him? But to me, the reason they did it like this is because this was a, a, a cheap match that they needed to get over. Yeah, I feel like that match wasn't even supposed to be on the card. Well, they had to do some way to do it, and they were just like, okay, this is an entry match. You're going to wrestle again. Let's play around for 10 minutes, and then we'll just pull you out. Yeah, I feel like they just could have done a little bit more. These guys I've found are pretty meticulous on time. They're not just screwing around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think this is pretty well planned out. 
Yeah, no, I feel that. To hit right under three hours. Yeah, they, they do be hitting like the same time almost. Yeah, every time. almost every pay-per-view, it seems like. It's like two and a half, three hours. It did so. seem, though, like that Kurt match, some, like, it feels like they were calling it as it went. I feel like that might have not been the plan. Well, finish. that had so many moments that I felt like were pretty scripted, especially with Kurt. Yeah. To make, make the ante of the disrespect to the troops more evident. No, I feel that. So they did it a lot where it was like he goes to the cage and he's like, nah, let me whip his ass. Yeah, no, I feel that. Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about this Kevin Nash versus Eric Young match. You mean the the match where Eric Young just gets his ass whipped for no reason and they job him out? Well, they do job him out, but I wouldn't say he gets his ass whipped for no reason. Like, the beginning of the match, he started off pretty strong and he was doing it. But you have two things come in play. You have Kevin Nash being tall as fuck, and you have him just being a dirty old motherfucker. And so he hits him with that nut shot. That they was, do really play into this, like, barroom brawler, if whatever, you know what I mean? Like, he's like the guy in the bar that's, like, fighting everybody over pool games, you know what I mean? It's like, he, dude, exactly. I feel like he was just like a drunk uncle. Him and, him and Scott Hall as well. Oh, man. We'll talk about that train wreck in a it's little like, bit. It's like, dude... Why even doing this? Like, it almost makes him, like, cheapened the way that they do him like this. Um, So, just like every match before, because we didn't talk about it, but Brian Kendrick gets bloodied up in the match before. Uh, so, in this match, Eric Young gets opened up, like, almost immediately as well. I don't think it was a super bad one, though. It was just, like, a small one, wasn't it, on top of his head? Yeah, but still, like, yeah. it was, like, a reoccurring scene. Was there blood in every match then? Yeah, that's why I, like, forgot about it, because it happens in every match, and it's, like... It's like, oh, you know, I almost expected to happen. It was just another thing that happened in the match. Uh, but yeah, so like you said, though, like tor- halfway in the match, the momentum definitely switches. And then it's just Kevin all day. Yeah, and if that was a short match, but you could tell it's because they Kevin doesn't want to work more than 15 minutes a match. Is that a thing? Well, no, I was just saying, like, he had two matches that night. He's like, I'm wrestling for 15 minutes. That's what you guys got. The homicide matches seem kind of long, though. He wasn't in the homicide match. No, I mean earlier, the one where he was, the homicide wrestled twice too, and it seemed like they jobbed him out for a little longer. Yeah, because Kevin Nash is like, I'm only doing, I'm only coming here to do this. I'm going to come in, I'm going to pull my balls out, and I'm going to leave. Kevin Nash is one of those whole kind of people like that. Ugh. Yeah. Makes I sense know. that they were all together. Eric Young basically gets jobbed out. He gets hit with a jackknife for the pin. At least they gave him consistency and let him stay around for a really long time. Oh, yeah. He's. Like we've been talking about, he's still wrestling today. He we got won. his reward, too. He's been champion and had a pretty good reign at it. So. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. So we move on to the skip the match this week. Yeah, boring. You I watched about three or four minutes of it, and it was time to move on. Oh, my God. I'll give you the three reasons. I really couldn't find a match I flat out didn't want to watch, so this one was like the easiest one to I pick. I don't want to see girls shake their asses on entrances. Yeah, no, me either. And Especially that's... in like underwear. Like, look, I'm honestly like I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I didn't come here for this. Yeah, and I just can't take this tag team seriously. So, as uh, soon as I saw him, I'm like, this is a joke. When the commentators are making like jokey comments right out the gate, yeah. I immediately know it's time to move on because they're both just like asses and titties, and Taz is like, oh, I don't want to talk about the ass and the titties, and it's just like, come on, dude, let's not do on. this. I do want to talk about the Team Flair interview, though, because Ric Flair is coped the fuck out. <laughs> it's the only way he does it. Woo! And he <laughs> is so good at putting people over because he got that entire team over. Yeah. Is this the one where uh, AJ Styles does that weird promo? Uh, he doesn't do a weird promo. He does a promo like Rick. But it's so good. <laughs> it's weird, though, coming from him. <laughs> I think he killed it. He, he kind of does. Now that I think about it, he does promos like that now. Like, that's how he cuts his promos. And you can tell that he learned it from Rick. Right after we get these weird promos from AJ, I guess. I know. I thought it was weird. It's 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 him. Like it's not like it's a different thing than he usually does. But it's it's just weird, you know, to see him that young. Yeah. After watching him, not like that now. I really liked the whole like mini Ric Flair gimmick he had going on though. The younger I'm pretty one, sure he was like Ric Flair's son or something. The shit. younger uh, AJ Styles is always fun too. Like oh. he does a lot crazier shit. Yeah. Like there's a spot in this that I was just like, <laughs> that's fucking AJ boy. Uh, but he brought the house down. Now we get to watch more of Homicide when he takes on Kazarian and Shannon Moore for the recently stripped X Division title. Uh, it was stripped from Douglas Williams due to flight, uh, like a mass flight cancellation, which I feel was like really fucking dumb. Like, yeah, 
Like, why don't you just have Say a... scripted in a reason. That's all that is. No, I feel like... No, it was like a real thing. Really? Yeah, but uh, why they stripped it from him, I think it was a little stupid. But maybe they like wrote it into future stories. Obviously, we didn't watch the follow-up episode. Uh, but Shannon Moore looks like Shawn Michaels trying to fit in at a punk show. Dude, I can't do this. He looked like a damn lizard dinosaur, man. He wants to live his best life, dude, so just let him. No, man. He is a, uh, he freaks me out. He looks like the Joker on a, a deck of cards. <laughs> uh, I I can't really affect, be super offended at that. It was a fine match. I mean, they all were okay. You didn't love it? I mean, they were just, you know, I would have thrown this match in the garbage, but you know what I mean. What do you? Why do you have against Homicide? Because Homicide did most of the work in this match. It was fine. Like I said, he's really entertaining. It's just like enough is enough. You know what I mean? It's not, he did the same thing he already did. He doesn't change. There's no new moves. What is that movie he has called? Um, the Gringo Killer. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool move. Yeah. Oh, there was, is this the one with the inverted pile driver or is that later? Yeah, that was that match. That was like. That's the finish, right? Yeah, that was. That was looked, a really sick move. It was, but it looked really fucking dangerous. Yeah, and even like Taz didn't know what to call it. He'd never seen it before. Yeah. He was like, what do I call that? An inverted reverse pile driver is what he called it. Something like that. Uh, also, commentary mentioned whoever won the title wouldn't actually get it that night because it wasn't in the fucking building. It's still with Doug. Yeah, Doug, Dougie boy had it. I pretty like came back and he's like, I'm the real TNA Impact champion. Yeah, that's probably happened. And then they gave him a reverse pile driver. What the fuck? That was nuts. Yeah, so Kazarian uh, hits that reverse pile driver and wins the match to become the new X Division champion. There's a couple really cool spots in that match, to be honest. Yeah. It was cool. It was way better than the first Homicide match. Yeah, but Homicide definitely did most of the work. Is it, in match. Again, I don't. It want, sucks that he had to take the fall. I, I, I don't want this to come out like I'm like disrespecting him. It's just oh, you're whole, disrespecting. It's him. a lot of Homicide. You know what I mean? And it's just like you can't handle the Homicide. I not this much. Like this one was a lot better. Like I wish this would have been the only match he was in, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can respect that. Because that first one was just kind of like. <sighs> so do you have much about the Pope interview? Um, so the thing is, like, I realize is he, you ever, like, listen to how people talk and pick up, like, patterns? Yeah. He, like, raises his voice, like, every... He sounds like he's leading a church service. That's what I, exactly, but in Which this... Which I mean, having be like, name, the Pope. be like, I'm facing AJ Styles. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, he's like, I'm telling you, baby. He, like, raises his yeah, voice. Yeah, and it's like, dude, what are you doing, dude? Just well, I mean, about... he's the Pope, so yeah. it makes sense that he's... he kicks ass too. To be honest, oh no, him his... and AJ Styles were great together. They looked real, real good. Uh, he reminds me a lot of what's that guy that we were just watching, uh, the champ in TNA now. Oh, Moose? No, the other one, <laughs> Swan. Oh, Rich Swan. Yeah, yeah. Did you think they were the same people? Kind of. It's the way that they smile and like move and like talk, though. They kind of have the same kind of thing going. It's very smooth, and except this guy's all about pimping. well on that note uh we'll go ahead and take a break real quick we'll be right back now that we're back from break as always we're going to talk about this current weekend wrestling so what do you got for me this week taylor what do i have for you yeah you're supposed to do research this was your one job (laughs) you didn't fucking watch wrestling this week (laughs) well what's a little tna I watched uh, Raw where they jobbed out fucking Tucker last night. Good. That's what he gets. Dick. Yeah. He'll be gone in fucking no time. Burning hell. And then uh, we watched Shannon tonight. I, uh, man, Booth. Somebody needs to get that guy a manager. Get him I love some him. cocaine or something, dude. Just pep him right up. He just does not cut a fast promo. Just give him some speed, dude. But who am I to judge right now? Because uh, I'm definitely feeling that goddamn sound pressure from this weather change. I'm not complaining. Florida's deciding to participate in fall and or winter. But uh, yeah, now I can't fucking breathe. So thank you, Florida. Man, let me say, though, uh, Willie Mac's the man. Goddamn, I love Willie Mac. Homie is down to clown. Clown. He's clowning around. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I definitely missed SmackDown. I don't know how, but that happened. So I can't really talk too much about what happened on SmackDown. Except uh, Lars Sullivan had an interview and I fucking hate him. And from what I understand, Jay is now, uh, he's hanging out with Roman. So we're going to have a cool little Uso family uh, faction. Uh, The tribal chiefs. I don't really like it. 
Um, that, that weird. What do you thing. mean you don't like it? I don't want him to you. Be... Can't like just say I don't like it and try to move on that quick. I don't want him to be friends like now, dude. Like, it's not friends. It's like a know your motherfucking role type situation. That's not cool though. He choked out his brother in front of him, and Jay's just got to be his friend now. But wait till we get all the, you know, the rock stepping in and going, what, hey, I'm the real tribal. What, let let them go ahead and play this out a little bit, and I hope he double crosses him and whips his ass. I mean, that's always possible because it was. I want to see, you know, Jay take the title. It was just way too soon. Yeah, for sure. Hey, how do you feel about Alexa Bliss and that drooling thing? Oh, man. What do you mean, drooling thing? You know, she's like, I can do this. It's a blah, 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 dribble out of her mouth. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't really get what they're doing with this. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I'm all about the whole Fiend Alexa Bliss thing, but that was a little Sister just Abigail. kind of unexplained and yeah, not in a good really way. Know. Don't you dare eat those fucking <laughs> Smarties. Oh, yeah, that's why. I was, like, drunk and I, like, faded world of Halloween this this weekend and uh, I ate a lot of not food I prepared because of uh, laziness and being tired fucking eat the smarties you bitch <laughs> no, I'm good it's gonna be so loud you I'm guys should have heard him. this bitch before we uh, but yeah is there I mean it was just kind of like an average week oh Halloween Havoc fucking slapped yeah, I didn't watch it that's what do all you, mean? you go ahead and talk about it I mean what I mean, it was spoopy as hell. There was zombies in the Dexter Loomis. Oh, my God, Taylor. Are you... <laughs> oh, motherfucker. It's so funny. It's such a funny idea. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so there was zombies. Cameron Grimes got his ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if I, you only could see what he's doing right now. But, uh, yeah, Dexter Loomis beat Cameron Grimes. Uh <laughs> It's so funny, though. Yeah. People are going to love this. Halloween Havoc was fun. It was all right. That blue-haired lady did something cool, though. What do you mean? Candice LeRae? Yeah. That match was sick as fuck. It was a uh, it was a tables, ladders, and scares match, which was a good old time. It was basically just, you know, your run-of-the-mill ladder match. But Iro Shirai definitely retained after the Scream guy, good, good old Ghostface, tried to interfere. He also interfered in the Johnny Gargano-Damian uh, Priest match and helped Johnny become the only two-time... North American NXT champion. Don't forget about Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is fucking killing it, and I want him to just go full-time. I feel like he could have a great little run in WWE. Here's the thing about Pat McAfee that you don't know. He's never going to go full-time, and here's why. He doesn't want to get hurt. There's too many injuries that are involved with wrestling. That makes sense, but like... That's the reason he quit football. It's because he kept getting fucking hurt. He had so many surgeries on his leg. Maybe he should stop being a bitch. You know how he kicks the football? I've ever told you this. No. He he had to throw his leg at a socket every time he kicked the ball. What? So he he would throw his knee at a socket every single time he kicked. He would kick it so hard that his knee would come out of socket. That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. And he had like three surgeries on it over six years. Yeah, I don't. That makes a hundred percent sense. Did he consider yeah. not doing that though? Yeah, he did. That's why he quit. Because Barstool told him. They said, "Look, we'll just play pay you money out of our asshole." <laughs> and he was like, cool, asshole money. Gonna go ahead and eat up all this asshole money. And then he realized that they were fucking him around. So he was like, you know, I can do this myself. Fuck you, Dave. AEW was also sick. I switched back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, MJF is still a goddamn icon. Chris Jericho as well. What else do you expect? And also the finals. Now we're going to have Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page in that sweet uh, tournament finale. I don't know much about Kenny Omega. Tell me what you like about him. Uh, everything. He's the fucking cleaner, bro. Not only is he just a really good in-ring technician, but uh, his gimmick has been really goofy at times, but when he's like a serious heel, he's all fucking in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to see your passion for him, so I'm sure he's killing it. I honestly want Hangman Page to go over, though. Really? Yeah, no, I love Hangman Page. They, he's billed to be lovable, but I mean, he's just a guy who's really good at wrestling and likes to drink beer. He's kind of like the James Storm of AEW. That's fair. Yeah, he's always drinking beer, too. And, like, he's drinking real fucking beer. That's weird like that he, every faction has one. Do you think about it? You got Sandman and ECW. You got James Storm and TNA. You got Stone Cold in WWE. True. Everyone has There's, a beer drinking guy. Every wrestling organization has that alcoholic. Thank you, uh, Hangman Page, for being AEWs. Thanks, booze. <laughs> this one's to booze. <laughs> Team 3D versus Hall and Ash in a St. Louis street fight. You Let me talk say, about this though, one? yeah, Bubba's 
Bubba and, and Devon are the shit, dude. Oh yeah, no questions about it. And thanks to them, this match Scott is Hall watchable like, as fuck because of them. Yeah, only because of them. Yeah, because every time the camera looked at Scott Hall, he did not know. He looked like he did not know where the fuck he was. Golly, dude! This these are the guys I was actually originally saving the Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man thing for. Guys that were once really great, and now they're just shitty and old. And yeah, just living in a nursing home. Who the fuck let Scott? Imagine Paul like, Russell. imagine Kevin Nash just being like, "Evil." Even better, who went to this event going, "Hey man, I'm really excited to watch Scott Hall wrestle ten years, maybe fifteen years out of his prime." Why are they calling him Big Sexy when he's ninety years old? <laughs> yeah, he should be calling him Big Walker. They should call him uh, Gray Lion. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> He should have came out to the ring in a fucking pair of New Balances. Big boner medicine. Oh, my God. That's the best you fucking got. Big boner medicine. He can't get his dick hard. He's too old. Oh, man. Mr. Joke's right fucking here. I couldn't think of what the dick medicine was called. You need to fucking sleep some more before we do this goddamn podcast. Uh, I haven't talked about dicks in almost six episodes, bro. I'm proud of you, man. You that know, this that is streak ends about. tonight. Yo, man. <laughs> the streak everyone's been waiting to end. <laughs> This match doesn't even take place in the ring most of the time, so this is like the one match that doesn't have full cage mode. You know what bothers me the most about Scott Hall? Hit me. He is the same ring attire from when he was actually in shape. <laughs> <laughs> but it just and you can tell by how it fits. Yeah, it fits in this really awfully. And he has like a little gray hairs all over him. It's like a fucking naked mole rat. Like someone can wax his fucking <laughs> chest for him beforehand. Well, I earlier I got out of the shower. And my hair is, like, really nasty and unruly now. So I got out of the shower, and I, like, slicked it back. And I looked in the mirror. I go, oh, no, I look like Scott Hall. Oh, God. So I changed it. (laughs) You're getting Scott Hall old? Yeah. Why does he look 20 years older than he actually is? Poor Scott Hall. So what do you want to talk about Scott Hall? He should just go back to Razor Ramon and quit doing that. He should just quit in general. Like, thank God he has now. (laughs) Uh, But he shouldn't have wrestled back then. There could have been way better ways to get him a payday and not have him actually fucking wrestle. Maybe like build so, some new talent. He's not Cuban. <laughs> what makes you say this? Because of the Razor Ramon gimmick. Wait, like, are you asking me? Yeah, he's not really Cuban. He's just a white dude that pretends to be Cuban. I'm gonna let you look that up on your own, brother. Razor Ramon. That's a that's an impeccable pronunciation. No, it was good though, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe you should have been. The what did he razor. do? I like that promo where he's the chain. He's like, I wear expensive jackets. <laughs> I am Razor Ramon. That's uh, where are you? Can you afford these jackets? I do what I want when I want. I'm Razor Ramon. Maybe you should have kept your hair that way and start living a new life as a Razor Ramon impersonator. Yeah, I was pretty close. I have the same chest as him in this pay per view. Even better, you got it. <laughs> Notice how I added that because he's out of shape and shitty in this. Oh, damn, got one more chance to burn him. Do you want to talk really about this match? No, I mean, it's the usual stuff that 3D does. Yeah, you know, they put this motherfucker through a table. Yeah, It's for a sure. grand old time. It's fun. And they call upon the tables. And There's a bunch of really cool spots in this, too, like from Bubba especially. Let's sum it back to a couple episodes back, and I mean a lot of episodes back, when we talked about November to Remember 95 when Bubba, like, did that promo where he was trying to not stutter. Look at him now, man. He's cutting some of the best promos ever. Honestly, we've talked a lot about him in these podcasts, and he just consecutively gets better. It doesn't matter where he goes. It's always great. He grows, and he grows. And he just seems to, especially on a mic. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, me too. Me too. Maybe the best Dudley. Yeah, so uh, after that 3D through the table, they get the pin on Scott Hall. And then we move on to Ken Anderson versus Ken Anderson. Uh, no, Ken Anderson versus Kurt Angle. For whatever reason, I wrote that twice. Though. Is his name Ken? Yeah, Ken Anderson. What did you think it was? Mr. Anderson. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. I Ken never knew Anderson. his first name. He never says it. Yeah. Anderson. It's funny as hell because he does the exact same gimmick he did in WWE. <laughs> With Mr. Kennedy? Yeah. Which is how I remember it. So every time he does it, I'm ready for him to say Mr. Kennedy, and then he does it. And I'm just Kennedy. like, Kennedy. Okay. <laughs> Anderson. So uh, Anderson has the key to the cage. So he has the upper hand, as the announced team wants to put it. And What do you think? Was there any spots of this you want to talk about? Because I got a few. 
Uh, you could just start going off. So here's the crazy thing to me is I really think he almost choked Kurt Angle out oh. with that tape. Like he was purple as fuck. Yeah, it was real rough, but you know you can't get past that thick ass neck of Kurt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like I could see in the veins in his neck start popping out. Like he was about to fucking choke. Did that die. turn you on? Not really, because he was bleeding profusely out of his neck, and blood usually is an inside dicker. Ooh, okay, I can understand. Just that. like so much blood. There was a lot of fucking blood. This was the bloodiest match of the night, probably. Oh yeah, no, definitely, because they were both fucking bleeding. Kurt just wasn't letting it stop, though. Kurt just wanted to keep going all night. Oh yeah, he was like, "Fucking blade me, baby." Yeah, I was a big. I was. This is the best Kurt I've ever seen. You didn't think last week when we watched Perk Kurt? Oh, that was good. But this one, it was like he planned everything out, and it worked so well. Uh, I from that spot on the top of the cage, which was stupid high. That wasn't a good spot. He Ken Anderson was way too close in. And you could tell, like, Kurt had to do some weird flippage. And he fucking, he didn't not get any of it. He hit him on, like, the head in, like, the nastiest way possible. It still, it still was cool looking as hell. It looked cool as hell, but, like, watching it, I was like, Kurt, your neck's not great. Don't do yeah, this, boy. For sure. And uh, I, But everybody in the crowd was also saying that. Yeah. They, they were, like, flashing crowd faces, and they were like, dude. Don't fucking do it. Like, dude, there was two points in this pay-per-view. This is the first one where people are just like, bad idea. Yeah, I didn't want to see it. It made me really fucking uncomfortable. But, you yeah. know, he kept on going after this. And then... Uh, what did he do? Six back, uh, back-to-belly back suplexes? Oh, yeah. So, back perfection to back. every single fucking yep. time. I would watch him suplex anyone any fucking day. How was I not bored after six of those? I was on the edge of my seat, and he did six in a row. Because, like I said, Kurt Angle is absolutely perfection, and easily one of my favorite wrestlers. He did play like the Billy Badass card in this, though, where he kept going over the cage thinking about leaving, and then he'd come back in and be like, nah, he needs to be fucked up a little bit more for disrespecting my country, dog. No, I love that. I love how like Kurt was like this weird like anti-hero, because like, he's a badass and everything, but he's definitely the face in the situation because mr anderson is such a good he's fucking a great heel. heel but or, he really played it to like the top level on this one i really like the promo we cut before the match where he's like you know nice guys finish last and he's like good thing i'm a fucking asshole like he knows what he's doing he was fine dude this is, i don't like him because he's a green bay packers fan <laughs> but to be honest i'll give you that one he was great dude yeah he really made kurt shine i love the choke out with uh with the war medal oh what? Where right, war dog tag that he had? He Kurt choked him out with it at the end. Dope. It was sick as hell. Just desserts. Kurt match of the night. Kurt match of the night. The only Kurt match of the night. So. Well, Kurt has match of the night. Okay. This one. Okay, you're gonna give it to him. Yeah, I'm giving. Kurt I didn't match know we do matches. Well, night, they do so. now, and Kurt deserves every bit of it. I love how you just drop in new things every week. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we should have been doing this the whole fucking time. Kurt, Kurt deserves match of the night. Well, you know what, Kurt, you get match of the night. Uh, also. You get dick shot of the night. Dick shot? Yeah, remember when he kicked Anderson's dick off <laughs> when he was walking out of the ring? That's what you get for disrespecting America. You know? That is what you get for disrespecting America. <laughs> you get your dick kicked. You know who uh, also has no respect? Yo, did you know dick and kick rhyme? Yeah? Holy shit. Is this new for you? Yeah, I've never used those two words together in my life. Well, uh, welcome to the club now. You get, get a seat at dick, the big boy table. Get your dick kicked. Oh, God. Are you going to try to rhyme it like 15 times? <laughs> yeah. Sick. Uh, so we get to the Pope versus AJ Styles for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. AJ Styles is the fucking best. Yeah, like we were talking about it earlier. Young AJ, especially like he was in his prime. Did he do a part. double flip in this? Some shit like that, dude. <laughs> he was going off. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I love how when he's coming to the ring, though, before they even get to the ring, Ric Flair gets fucking injected by Earl Hebner. <laughs> He's like, you know, Rick, I know you're going to be up to some fucking bamboozling. You can just go fuck right off. But he's already taught AJ everything he knows, so. I think AJ taught Rick everything he knows. <laughs> I will be honest with you. I feel like it's safe to say AJ Styles may be better than Ric Flair in a ring. Isn't that crazy how long ago this was? Yeah. And, like, Rick is still bouncing around making appearances. For real. By the way, I want to take a moment to say, like, I'm not saying that Ric Flair wasn't an all-time great, an all-time classic, and won't be, like, on a Mount Rushmore or shit like but that. But if you put together, a, like, a list of the people that are best at everything, and I feel like he's, like, best at... He's in a top five at every category. No, most definitely. But I feel like if you took AJ Styles in his prime and put Ric Flair in his prime, and you went just off of what they did in a ring, 
I think AJ Styles would mess mm-hmm. Flair. Mm-hmm. Flair revolutionized everything, man. He did. That's not fair. I'm not saying. What do you mean? That's not fair for what Rick did. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from what Rick did. I'm just saying, like, as far as like what they do in a ring and how they pull. It's off. weird to compare like Wilt Chamberlain and Steph Curry. They're like two different eras, or like well, why can't Joe we? Montana and like Patrick Mahomes? It's not really fair. You know what I mean? Why isn't it though? Because it's a different game. Still, they were running a lot harder back then. It's a lot more sanctioned now, especially in wrestling. I feel you, but I'm just I don't know. I don't want to give I'm not ready to do that for AJ Styles yet. It's like when you uh when Punk had officially become the longest like consecutive uh WWE champion, but then he was being like they had to say within the last 25 years because Bruno San Martino hold the title held the title for like two or three years. I think maybe even five years at one point. But it's like, how do you compare that? Like, CM Punk was defending that title each and every single week. Where right. Bruno San Martino would wrestle once and then be off for three months. And he wouldn't defend the title for another six to eight months. You it know makes what I mean? sense. I get what you're saying, but it's just, it's weird to put AJ Styles in that category because I don't feel like he's a top five at anything. Oh, you're wrong, dude. Hey. Ric Flair is a top five. He's at least debatably a top five. Yeah, he's a debatable, but we're, we're talking... Okay, that's just in the mic. In the ring, though? So you're proving my point, though. I'm talking about in the ring. If you put together an in-the-ring thing of five-star matches, though, I don't know how many AJ has. Probably a couple. Five-star matches? Yeah, like the best matches in history? Oh. Rick's got a lot of them. That's Shawn Michaels' one in particular, which Shawn Michaels did most of the work, granted. But... Still, so AJ has has plenty of them. You just haven't watched enough AJ Styles, like all time top though matches. Yeah, maybe I need to go do some research then. Yeah, you really do. Go watch some of his New Japan shit. You'll be blown away. I'll give him the try, the old college try. This isn't me like saying he sucks. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm just saying like I he he really held this match together. Don't get me wrong. The Pope had a lot of uh, chemistry with AJ Styles. He's a really interesting dude. Who'd you say he was in the other in WWE? Elijah Burke. Oh yeah, that's right. Who didn't impress me in WWE? Was yeah. that? Yeah, I feel like that was a missed opportunity on their part. But he's you know. really like, that promo he cut earlier was fun though, dude. Oh yeah. Like, I, honestly, I was making fun of it earlier, but like it was a fun promo. It was a good time. So yeah, this match ends when AJ stabs the Pope in the fucking eye with and- a pin. How many yeah. times have you ever seen that fucking happen? <laughs> you got me there. Um, and he hits a Styles Clash to retain the title. And then we move on to the lethal lockdown with Team Hogan and Team Flair. So first and foremost, we'll go through the teams. So Team Hogan is Abyss, RVD, Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Hardy. And then we have Team Flair that consists of Robert Roode, Desmond Wolf, James Storm, and Sting. If you're not familiar with Lethal Lockdown, it's basically a War Games match in which two people start, and after five minutes, members from each team will alternate, coming out every two minutes, but with many weapons. Abyss and Robert Roode start the match, and I still very much love Abyss. I'm with you. Um, I was talking to you earlier, like he's like the combination of Mankind and, and Kane. Uh-huh. But he was fine, dude. He really he really doesn't I really do enjoy these thumbtack things he does. I you, never get old. It never gets old. You're getting way ahead of us because uh after five minutes the first person to come out is gonna be R V D and it's just he starts going off on Robert Roode. And then he, you know, opens up that wound almost immediately, like we were talking about earlier. Roode's the man. He is. But so is R V D because he's the whole effing show. Yeah. If you uh, right. d- have never heard. Uh I'm sorry, Rob. That was a weird... Before everybody got in, when the first three were in, it was weird. It's weird, like, because they're, like, they're doing the things they have to do to make sure it's entertaining, but there's a lot of times where it's just like, oh, this guy goes down. We'll have a fight with these two guys. Well, it's always our problem with her triple threats where it's like, hey, three people can't wrestle together and make it look good. It's. I'm so glad once the next guy... Wait, was it James Storm next? Yeah, it was... Uh, no, it was Desmond Wolf. Comes Which I don't know who he is. Yeah, fuck Desmond Wolf. He's he's the worst person in this match by far. But then you have Jeff Jarrett come out. Honestly, I didn't hate Jeff Jarrett in this. Yeah, no, I didn't mind him and at all. And most of the time you know me to be a not a Jeff Jarrett fan. But he's also like the drunk dad at a bar. You know what I mean? But the drunk dad, no, that he, can, no. he can hold his own. He's not the drunk dad at a bar. He's the drunk dad at like a football game. Like, I feel like he's the guy 
that would be like eclipsing like a top 20 spot, but there's so many other people that are better than him standing around him. You know what I mean? Like he's really good at what he does, but he's always surrounded by people that I'm just like, damn, dude, they're all so much better than you. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's Even when X-Pac was facing him the other day when we watched it, it was like, X-Pac blew him out of the water. Yeah, I know, he really did. But Jeff Jarrett, his prime was apparently great, but he had the stupidest fucking gimmick ever. Did he make TNA? Yeah. You don't remember last week? when I don't remember anything. I don't remember what I ate for dinner. Dude, remember his wife died and he like killed the mood? Yeah, but that's because he made TNA? Yeah, they made it together. Really? And uh, Jeff Jarrett's dad was involved as well. Okay, I'm interested. So yeah. why was was he in WCW though too? Joe Sherrod, yeah, WCW and uh, WWE. Was he still running TNA when he was in WCW? Nope, it, uh, TNA didn't happen yet. It happened after WCW ended. Oh, okay, that's where I was confused. I'm sorry. All right, I'm with you. Um, and after the drunk dad Jeff Jarrett comes out, James Storm uh comes out. And then goes right at fucking Rob's head again. He does not go right at <laughs> Rob's head. This is what we were talking about earlier, where it looked like he was more concerned about finishing his beer. Oh, yeah, he drank his room. beer. Once he got in, he went right for Rob, though. Oh, yeah, then Rob was like bleeding like a stuffed Did he bite beer. him on the fucking cut or something? Isn't that gross? Do you find no. that nasty? You're talking about Rick, but we'll talk about that. Uh, No, he bit Rob Van Dam's head, didn't he? James? I don't remember. In the middle of this match, he bites the fucking wound of Rob's head. That's horrible. And he's like chewing on it. Like, it's fucking gross, dude. I must have missed that. It's nasty, dude. Like, uh, it's na- He was like digging at it with his hands, too. Like, it was gross. Uh, it was really gross. So, Jeff's music hits, and Jeff doesn't show up. Apparently, Sting fucked that boy up backstage. <sighs> but then Sting comes out two minutes later. He's and- annoying. Sting? He's the most... He's like Hulk Hogan. You don't love Sting? There's the thing. The reasons I hate Hulk Hogan are the same reasons I hate Sting. I love each and every single week. You're just teeing off on Sting. Well, because he comes out and he does this fucking superhero thing. It's annoying, dude. Well, he was a villain in this. He's not the villain when he comes out and one-punch knockouts everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not that. He uh, goes, hair. bat to the stomach. Bat to the stomach. And, and then he like, calls for the weapons. Why does he... What kind of bullshit? And they listen to him. They, well, I mean, that's part of the match. That's dumb, dude. How did you didn't like the whole weapons? No, it was cool. It's just he's annoying. Why don't he, you go, as a character is annoying as fuck? Why don't you go fight Stingman? Because he's old, and I feel like I'm just beating up an elderly man at this he'd point. He'd probably whoop your oh, ass. Oh, he'd for sure whip my ass, but I don't want him to know that. <laughs> hey, Sting, you don't listen to this. Taylor can definitely beat you up, dude. I will take that makeup right off your face, dude. It'll probably be a mask on top of a mask. <laughs> don't get your shit. Go get your shit. As long as you can't, you can't bring the bat though. It's not allowed. Ah, oh, damn, you got me. Uh, so as soon as these weapons come into play, all hell breaks loose, and Jeff Jarrett even gets yeeted from the steel cage. They uh, all just start beating up on that on Hogan's team. Yeah, everybody in Hogan's team. We were all superior wrestlers. We're we'll all just getting beat up. We'll die until uh, Jeff comes out. When Jeff comes out, though. The momentum changes. And then he goes right to the top of the fucking steel cage. And it's funny because there's weapons on there. And you can see them, like, securing them to the stage. Or you can see them, like, securing them to the cage because they're about to do some dangerous-ass shit. And Jeff climbs the ladder after throwing... uh, uh, Hardy gets James Storm's... Hardy gets James Storm on a table and then jumps off a ladder on top of the steel cage... On a jam storm, on a table, on top of the steel cage. It's the dumbest spot in the world. So much bad stuff could have happened. Someone could have fucking died. He didn't care. Everybody was like, it's another one in the crowd where they were just like, what the fuck? Like, they showed a, a lady, and she was just like, no. So, <laughs> she was not ready for it, bro. Uh, and then shortly after that, Flair comes out and starts knocking on some fingers in the ring. That's what I thought you were talking about, because he like comes in immediately and starts eating someone's fingers, which is like the weirdest <laughs> no, thing in the it's world. Weird. Uh, and then Rod- he didn't look great in this. He did not. And then until Rod- he started bleeding, and then he- when blood hits his hair, it's like a chain reaction. I just love it. Instantly. Oh, dude, it like bleeds real bad. Uh, Hogan and Bischoff also come out, and this is kind of where the match wraps up. Do you want to talk about it? So the thing is with Hogan, it's it's always the same thing. Like, you know, he comes out and he has to be put over because otherwise he's going to retire, which honestly I wish he would have. 
Yeah, no, I really and wish then he Eric Bischoff comes out and he hasn't showed up, so nobody knows whose side he's going to be on. Oh, man, we definitely didn't even talk about that whole retirement angle. Uh, probably because I don't fucking care. So he comes out and he throws Hulk Hogan uh, brass knuckles, which, again, he didn't need to do because Hulk Hogan could have handled it himself like a man. But instead he needs weapons to beat an elderly man. So he takes the brass knuckles and proceeds to beat Ric Flair in the face with them several times. One, two, three. And Ric Flair just stands there and takes it. And then he takes his shirt off. Yep. To immediately eat shit and tax. Yep, of course. Why would he not fall on the tax? And then right after that... Uh, that was a sick tack thing too, though, dude. That had to hurt so fucking bad. Oh, it probably hurt so fucking oh. bad. Since everyone was dead in the ring so we could focus on Hulk and Rick, uh, that Desmond Wolf guy comes up, and then out of nowhere, Abyss pops up as well, gets him in a sidewalk slam, and gets the three count to save Hulk Hogan's career because Ugh. that needed to happen. It needed to happen. He needed to come out and be malefic. Oh, fuck, man. So, yeah. That was it. Everyone Honestly, cheered. Honestly, great match until the last three minutes, though. I could have done without all of that. I would have loved to see Hulk Hogan cry. Could we have? That would have been so Remember beautiful. Remember when he cried after he said all that racist stuff? Oh, yeah. That Don't a, ever get caught being racist. That was fun when he cried. He was like, my career's over. So I guess we're rating these pay-per-views. What would you rate this now? Um. Okay, I would say a solid five and a half. Five and a half? You're going low? Uh, I was... I think all these matches are cool, but I think all of these matches could have been better. I'm going to go with a 6.4. Kurt is the only match that's over a four-star match in this, to me. Uh, I would go with that, AJ. That would be Okay, it, I, I disrespected him. He deserves to get a four on that one. That was a nice match. Yeah. And I mean, this was also in the four range. Yeah. If you, I think it gets dropped under a four with the last three minutes. That's We're calling it high, though, if they're five-star matches, and that's the highest you can go. Maybe I would go three on both those. The AJ match? Maybe. Uh, that was, like, maybe a high three. A high three, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to go with it then, and uh, we're going to really have to get this ranking system figured the fuck out. Oh, uh, yeah, we will. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, thanks for coming and hanging out with us for another episode of Jaded Wrestling. If we you love you. <laughs> if you haven't already, go listen if you haven't already, go like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Jaded Rasslin, and you can follow our personal Twitters at Godfieri and at Taylor Hassler One. Bang bang. And make sure you tell your friends, your mom, and hell, even tell your dog. And your cat. I'm pretty sure on Apple Music you can rate and leave a review, so it would be super cool if you could do that. Or follow us on Spotify. Keep an eye out for new mini episodes on Wednesday and a new full episode next Friday when we watch Armageddon 2006. Until next time, we'll see you on Wednesday, brother. Yeah, baby.